It's time for CB Radio Not So Live. Live. Back at it to talk about AEW Revolution. Wait a minute. John is bleeding. Someone tell Renee. Anyway, it's CB Radio Not So Live. Live with Sir Rockin' and the intern Kane Kittens. John is still bleeding. Won't he ever learn? And we have a third. This is CB Radio Not So Live. Live. Right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. WildTalkRadio.com, CBRLive.com, Twitch.tv slash WJLive. If you have that Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle at the bottom of the screen. You can use credit code RockStock on the Fortnite or Shop or Epic Game Store when you buy new battle passes starting Thursday. Hashtag Epic Partner. I'm the producer, Sir Rockin'. Joined as always by the intern, King Kittens. Well, I mean, we didn't technically know we were going to have a third until right before, so. So, you know, we, and then that, that just throws all the production off. It uh, I mean, we didn't know if it was going to be one third or if it was going to be another third, but here we are. Here we are. Because it's special guest this week, Keishi Matsunaga. Trying as much as I can <laughs> to make up for my lack of not being there on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, to be fair, we weren't there on Sunday either. So. Yes, for for once, for once, I I don't have to feel as bad. But at the same time, like I was like, well, I've seen the pay per view and I'm available, so here I mean, you are. I might as well at least offer. So what you're saying is, is you got the hot tag of this trios match. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I mean, I probably am a little bit more fortunate that I watched it in parts. Oh, God. So, I, 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 oh, I feel like I feel like I probably, especially for the Iron Man match, I don't think I was as drained as one would be who sat there and and championed through the entire thing. <laughs> oh, oh, I Iron Man through that goddamn pay per view. Yeah. So, so like, I guess, I guess I'll offer. Uh, Slightly less tired perspective on the pay-per-view. <laughs> Me and you, Cash, we watched it today in parts. Brent watched <laughs> it live. I had no power last night. I couldn't see the thing last night live, so... Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, yeah, Brent, he, you're you're he, a champion for championing through it. Discord, because I was just making comments. I was off like, Discord. I was like, off of... Oh, tw- shit. I was off of Twitter. I saw... I, I had a Twitter product out to about 2 p.m. today, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did a uh, pretty good staying off social media until after I watched everything, so... Overall, this was a good show. I did not see the pre-show because I didn't have time to... Go back and watch. Brent said nothing happened. Uh, there was one match. They didn't add any more like like you guys thought so, they were going no, to. Hang on. Hang on. I have a problem with this. I'm going to just say this right now. When Bleacher Report, you know, <laughs> the place that houses the fucking pay-per-view, uh, has on their list of matches the one that they hadn't announced yet, but I was like, oh, they're going to throw this on there because they've been building to it on TV for two or three weeks. They'll put it on there. No. Instead, we got Renee and RJ City. Holy shit, they need to find a better pre-show. <laughs> so, let, let's get this, let's start this off with, a few months ago, we complained about too many matches and too many matches on the pre-show. Now he's complaining about the lack of matches on the pre-show. I just want to... Yes, if I have to deal with RJ City, I'd rather have four matches on a pre-show. <laughs> that was a complete 
waste. Now, I mean, I didn't. I only watched. I was smart, and I only watched the match that was on the pre-show. <laughs> Well, with me, it was just, it's on, and I'm waiting to see, are they going to put the second match on? Yeah, for sure. I, I and, get I get why you watch. It's just, once yeah. again, because oh, yeah. I did not watch it live, I had You the, didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. I didn't have to sit there and be like, when's the match coming? When's the match coming? I was just like, skip, skip, skip. Oh, there's wrestling. <laughs> well, and the, the biggest thing is, and this is going to tie into some other parts of this show. I'm sorry. The company has been around for three, almost four years now. Right, Rock? Yep. Yeah. They have really, they really need to consider production issues. Because for your pre-show, you had Renee with an arena mic the entire time. Yep. Which I understand. You're trying to entertain the people in the crowd. And, you know, she's saying stuff to try and elicit a response. But when you're dealing with that echo that comes from the arena mic the entire time, it's just bad. It, and the fact that she's trying to carry it herself, and then they cut back to RJ City, which, by the way, I have no clue what the deal is with him. But he needs to stay on the internet side and do his, you know, like, internet exclusive stuff. I, I enjoy the crap out of Hey EW, but I also think that that wouldn't translate into a pre-show. No, it didn't. Like, when he's yeah. doing interviews with people, like, his his interview with Tony Storm was five minutes of my life I couldn't get back. That's because fair. Because she's, she's, playing an, she's playing an uber heel, so she's not answering his questions, and she's just being, for lack of a better word, a bitch. And he's just being RJ City, and it's just this really awkward five-minute back and forth where it's like they're just not really playing off of each other. Yeah. She's just refusing to answer his questions. He's asking really stupid questions and then it's like they cut back to renee and i guess he has like a passive aggressive thing with her as well it was it was really awkward well the the thing the thing that goes on between rj city and renee is because they're they're both canadian and they're both theoretically doing the same job so there's like uh they're kind of playing it off as like a like basically like i'm the better canadian person on the microphone in your trash and it's kind of like this weird passive aggressive, like super, super Canadian rivalry where it's like, yeah, you're great. But the insults are also like very Canadian. And once again, it's really good on Twitter. It's really good on RJ City's YouTube show. And the bits that I saw, they just didn't translate to the pre-show. I think the way that they thought it was going to. So what you're saying is it's appealing to the hardcore fan, not people who are just tuning in. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I would call myself a hardcore AEW fan, and but I, I mean, do. Someone that and I en out. yeah, I enjoy it, but I also I also know what I'm getting into when I'm watching that stuff. Yeah, I, when I say hardcore, I mean essentially like people that will actively go out and watch dark and dark elevation or go out to see the rj city that's fair YouTube yeah. show and stuff like that it's not someone yeah. that goes i'm tuning in to watch dynamite maybe rampage and the pay-per-view for sure okay but i mean yeah i guess if you i think yeah once if you watch if you watch the rj city stuff you probably appreciate the stuff that he did on the pre-show more 100 percent. so it didn't make you buy in uh i mean you know, th this 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 zero hour. Oh, is it now zero? Really? Is it now zero hour? They got rid of it. Yeah, it's it's they've gone they've gone fully into zero hour. Uh, and n no no offense, there was nothing on zero hour that if you were on the fence made you want to get the show. Yeah, they they need to do 
not I mean, I'm sure if they did it, the Internet would be all panties in a bunch. But I think they need to do some sort of panel type thing like WWE does with their pre-show. Or or even if you just have the pair set up, but it's yeah, it's done in a it's done in a better way than just like you can have RJ City doing the backstage interview if you really want him involved. But you need to give someone for Renee to bounce stuff off of. Yeah. Rather rather than like, oh, Britt Baker just came over to talk. Yeah. Like even what like her with one of the commentators, even if it like Shivani or um crap, why can't I remember his name right? Excalibur. If it was one of those two with Renee, I think it would have been good. Yeah. Cause I mean Shivani knows how to put over a pay per view like nobody's business and Excalibur knows a lot about the wrestling. So yeah, one of those, I mean, one of those two, or even both of them combined with, with Renee would have been a great zero hour. I, I think the biggest problem though, is if you have Excalibur there, he'll try and run through the entire card in 30 seconds. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's only when he's asked to talk really fast. <laughs> well, point. And then next week on Rampage. So you open the pay-per-view. It's exciting. You have, uh, Taz excited, you have Excalibur excited, then JR is, he he didn't sound excited to call him pay-per-view. It's because it's already past his bedtime. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the show started with a DraftKings ad. It did. <laughs> it it did. was, welcome to Rampart, welcome to Revolution, here's DraftKings! Where you can bet on whether or not uh, MJF the will use the diamond ring. Is the diamond ring. Yeah, which, well, anyway. Also, they called tonight's show a lot of diverse wrestling. Uh, I to mean, be fair, to it be fair, was. There was a lot of different stuff that went on in this show, yeah, 100%. I, it was just a weird phrasing. You just call it diverse. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I mean, okay. If, if it Something been, for everybody, guys. Something for if, everybody. If it had been five days before, it would have meant a whole different thing. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Okay. Anyway, we open with Jericho and Starks because, you, you know, Starks needed to beat Jericho for the first, I mean, second time. I like that the announcers were putting over his rib injury and then Aubrey grabs him by the, the ribs and he doesn't flinch. <laughs> I saw that and went, at least when she grabs you. just uh, And they were just so in love with, about talking about his ribs. And then Jericho's like, he should take off the tape and not let anyone know he's hurt. It's like, um... No, he needs to sell the ribs. Sell it's, it. It's a visual aid for the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this was a good the, match. I mean, it, I liked I liked that I think it was the right amount of time for the match. Yeah. I, I wish Jericho could have gotten into second gear in the match. Yeah. Although that that code breaker out of the spear was sweet. That, that was a good move. The, the double underhook uh, backbreaker is a fun thing that he's introduced, but for the most part, he, he felt like he was in first gear the entire match. Yeah. He, he didn't feel, he felt like he was going uphill, which I understand with someone like Starks, who's a very excited, fast-paced individual, it's hard to keep up, especially mm -hmm. when you've been in the ring as long as Jericho has, and he looks a little bit like he's in rock and roll shape. But, like, I understand the psychology, too, of, like, Chris playing the heel and slowing it down a little bit it just it it feels like ricky needed to go like ricky needed someone that could go a little bit an extra step with him and hopefully we get that after this match so it really wasn't that breakout match ricky needed no so you will not say when because ricky starks beat chris jergo as they proclaimed a landmark victory now i have i have a very important question okay th th this employs rock our favorite word when it comes to wrestling. Okay. Logic. Okay. So, so 
the JAS were banned from ringside, right? That is what they said. So what was the point of Sammy Guevara? Well, did he technically make it to quote-unquote ringside or did yes. he make it to that that one last line right before right at the end of the ramp didn't they do that before where they're like banned from ringside and then well technically he's not at ringside yet he's still on the ramp well okay it would point i'm not saying that. it i'm not saying it's right it's just right like no i i agree with you sammy coming out didn't make any sense to me either aside from like getting action end ready on the pay-per-view Right, which, in the payday. which you really yeah. didn't need. It, neither, no, neither thing you mattered. Didn't. That 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 whole thing really wasn't needed, with exception of like I guess being the distraction for the referee, so that Jericho could use the bat. But I'm sure there was another way they could have done that without like walking the tightrope of the JS's band from ringside, but not the rampway. Or or let, 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 let's just think about this one. You you, you don't need distraction or a bat. Yeah, that that bat spot took forever to set up. Like, you can see Jericho holding the bat, and he's hitting, my favorite part is, he's hitting Starks to be like, drop the hold so I can hit you. Drop the hold. And he's still holding it, and Aubrey's having to play the clueless ref of like, wait, there's still something going on on the ramp, even though they're fighting up the rampway away from us. It was just like, oh man, this, like, we know what's coming. We know what this is supposed to be. But holy shit, it's taking forever to get to that point. <laughs> so, again, it was a landmark victory for Ricky Starks. Even though the first one was more of a landmark than this one. But hey, it happened at Revolution, so But But landmark. remember, this is the longest losing stretch of Jericho's career in the past five years. That so he's, what, lost how many matches? Uh, three in the past couple of months. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, he's only wrestled four matches. <laughs> I know. Like... Oh, oh, we'll we'll get to 2023 records later on. That was a fantastic visual. <laughs> so yeah, good, good on Ricky Starks. Hopefully, they give him something to do that is not with Jericho. Because I mean, that's got to be the end of it. it, it you would think. To, uh... If if they keep it going, dear God, you're going to lose people. Yeah. Because like right now, I people are excited about Ricky, but I don't think they care about the program. No. And if you keep the program going, you're gonna have people lose interest in it. Yeah, you can mix. You got to mix it up and have them go after something or like a different a title or get attacked by someone else or something. He needs he needs a strong heel to fight, and I don't yeah. know if there's a good one yet for him. I I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. but in the in the meantime, like <clears throat> I won't I won't mind if they just kind of put him on TV and have him beat some guys here and there just to kind of keep, keep him like keep him relevant. Yeah, because that's and what you he doesn't do. he doesn't necessarily have to jump right into a feud hmm. with someone else right away. They can definitely just like have him just come out every once in a while and beat some guys. Let him be, yeah, he's, beat he's the mid card. establishing momentum. Yeah, he has, needs to be. He needs to keep being people on on dynamite. Yes, not not rampage because no one cares. Dynamite and actually follow through with a babyface push. Yeah, and not cut it off like their hair, which we'll get to later. <laughs> we'll get to oh. that. We'll, we'll get to uh, him in a bit. Up next, Jungle Boy Jack Perry takes on Turtleneck Christian Cage. <laughs> I, I love the announcers pointed out. That Jack Perry came out in the typical street fight attire. And Christian was... came out in a tribute to Devo. Yeah. Christian came out in the 
he came out in his best Howard Wallowitz wear. He was just missing the shirt that goes over it. Christian really wanted to crack that whip. <laughs> so this was, what was the term they used? For this this was a final burial match. A.K.A. A casket match, because we had to be different. Because they put their own twist on the casket match. Yeah. They, well, it, and there's there's a good chance that quote unquote casket match is probably trademarked. I and you I, can't use coffin match because that's Darby Allen's thing. I Correct. looked it up. I could not find a trademark for casket match. Oh wow. Well, I mean, they're probably they're probably just you know trying to better be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Last thing you want to do is call it a casket match and then get a cease and desist for whatever reason. Well, yeah. I thought what was really funny was so Wednesday the match was announced as no holds barred. Yes. And then they had the visual imagery of Jack Perry digging the grave of Christian. And I want to say for the next two days, two things happened on the internet. Number one, people go, why did you show, like, burying motifs without making the match that kind of focus? And number two, what the hell is the difference between that and a Texas death match that you already have on the card? Notice by Friday, it was changed officially to the final burial match. <laughs> And we also found out later that a Texas death match involves more barbed wire and less dirt. <laughs> oh god! So they they had and, it, and forks and other things and other things. Yeah. We'll get we'll get there. So <laughs> later <laughs> they had a whole setup with basically like the bird alive setup WWE uses with the casket, dirt but over the and wish and version because it was tiny. It's tiny it, and it it was a. It, it, we'll I mean, get, it had we'll some get. dirt. Yeah, there Wait, was dirt and a shovel, a thin and layer. They, they didn't have. They didn't need to bring in like a. Giant ass backhoe and yeah. and a super huge stage, so that's okay. Well, they learned from Undertaker Mankind. If you've watched, you know WWE Rivals and the fact that everyone was like, "Yeah, we missed or we underestimated how long it would take to bury someone," <laughs> so we had to send out half the roster to do it. <laughs> so it's a thin layer of dirt, which we learned about, and it's a spade, not a shovel. Spade. I I'm, thought I'm, a spade is the small thing you hold in your hand. That's what it I 100% thought. 100% is. But Taz <laughs> said it, it's a spade. Like it's Taz. Taz. Like Taz has ever it? used. He's never used a shovel in his life, except for maybe one to use on, on snow. No, he might have used one on uh, Bam Bam Bigelow at some point. He that's fair. Sh- but we, yeah, al- that's we also true. learned uh-huh. steps can be slippery if fans spill beer or candy. That, oh. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I mean the beer part, yes. The floors, the floors in arenas can get really, really hard to walk on, regardless of whether you're wearing wrestling shoes. That if you look at a traditional pair of wrestling shoes, have zero grip on the bottom, or even regular shoes in an arena full of beer, it is hard to walk. Which they explain the soles of the boots, and he's someone who's wearing the traditional one, and (laughs) we didn't need all that education. No. But they, now, they gave it to us. Now, did you guys know that Jack Perry's mom and sister were in the crowd? I knew that before they even showed them. Well, yeah, because it's a Jack Perry match on a pay-per-view. Yeah. But my favorite part was the production team completely missed them the first time. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I, I like that, like, the announcers referenced it. The camera hard pants over, and right as it gets to them, it cuts to the next shot. And it was like, oh, God, guys. This was a good fight. Um, I, I I don't think it overstayed its welcome. It did not overstay its welcome. No. I the think I think it, it went it went about I think it went about two minutes longer than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. But even though that even in that case, like those two minutes weren't too bad. I was just like, oh, this should be ending soon. And then it just went, 
a little longer than I thought I was going to. It wasn't bad, though. No, the, this this had the right amount of kind of emotion to go with it for what for the story that they've been trying to tell for however many months now. Wow. I mean, I think I think there would have been a much better payoff from like a crowd perspective had Christian not gotten hurt. Yeah. That... So, I mean, trying to bring it trying to bring it back like considering that it cooled off, they managed I thought they did a good job bringing it back for what they had to work with. So, one of my favorite things about this match was because I mentioned the spade or shovel before, <laughs> um, when Jack was put, what's his finisher called? The uh, snare trap. The snare, yeah. tra- the snare trap. So when he put the snare trap on and then uses the, the shovel to put it in Christian's mouth, and the camera zoomed right in, and you watching Christian help him put what? it in his mouth. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. It, it wasn't so much Jack Perry did it; it was more Christian pulled it into his mouth, and then was like, "Jack, grab now." Like, yeah. pre- just. Can production cut to a different angle? Do something. Don't show the magic of what happens. We know oh, no, they no, help. They, Just you, you would have thought they learned that from Wednesday, but no, they didn't. No, like yeah, magic. Do the thing. Cut to different things. You cut to the fat, the, to the, the the mother in the crowd and sister in the crowd being all excited that it's happening. And then I mean, you should it go back could to it. could part of that be blamed on Christian maybe not trusting Jack to get the handle in his mouth? It could be, but you could also see it happening and cut quickly. Oh, wait, they don't yeah. like quick, quick, quick cuts. In that's the thing. If you're seeing it happen, cut. You have the if you're going to do something like a quick cut, that's a good time to do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they they love the fan reaction shot. We got that with Punk. We got that with a couple of other people. You can just zoom in on one person and show them like, oh, my God. And then it comes back and Christian's sitting there with this in his mouth. For sure. So he threw him in the, the got him in the casket. There were a couple of teases for, for Jack Perry in the, in, the, in the casket, but he was able to get out. But Jack gets him in the casket, shuts the lid, and the casket goes down. <laughs> like drop of doom part. style. <laughs> I love that. It was just slam it. And then that little bit of smoke going. <laughs> it's like it's like back in the day when they used that tube system for messages, mm-hmm. but with Christian in a casket. Like that thing dropped fast, dude. It was like you were at the bank in that little drive-through thing, and you were just trying to send them your paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> and Christian was never seen again. So Jack Perry gets to celebrate Jr. saying goodbye as this all is happening because you can't let the victory happen. You gotta say bye, Jr. to say goodbye to everybody as J- Jack Perry gets his and I quote a signature victory. So we had a landmark victory and a signature victory on this show. And I love that Tony when he came into the booth was trying to put it back over. Because Tony Schiavone... He's a team player. Tony's a team player. I love Tony Schiavone. Apparently so does Tony Khan, from what we (laughs) learned later. Yeah. And then then quickly we get to the women's entrances because nothing could breathe in the first 90 minutes. Nothing could breathe. I thought thought it was trios before the women. Was it trios? Okay. So it was Uh, the trio. Could have been the trios. Whatever it was. Yeah, it was trio. The trios tag match. Was, okay, it was, was the next. trios. It was trios next. Still couldn't breathe between matches either. Nope. But, but it was like nothing could breathe. It's just like boom, but, boom, 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 boom. That's your problem with your main event. You have to time everything, so it's one of those but, shit. We got to stay on clock. Everyone, go. But they were able to let things breathe as we went. But that's because you were able to see better timing throughout. So oh, yeah, it's like now, once you start to get later, it was like okay. We can give this a moment. We have we can, video packages. We can put up a video package. But yeah. it, was, it was like... We can air something. Boom, boom, boom. We're, we're just going right to everything. It was like, 
I'm glad I can have a pause button because kind of needed just to let that sink in. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, the Elite taking on the House of Black for the AEW Trios Championships. This was the best House of Black has looked in AEW. Yep. Y- yeah. And good, good on them. I thought, um, I thought, I thought House... they made Brody King look really good. Yeah, Brody looked really good. Malachi looked good. Buddy Matthews was there. Um, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't. Hey. I mean. He was a little more than there. He was a little to be, more. To be fair, him and Kenny Omega were tr- were having a contest to see who could throw the knee the most in this match. Who could out NJPW each other? Because they've been it compared was the to each other. Trigger versus whatever Buddy throws. Yeah, but Brody looked really strong in this one. Really, yeah, strong. they did. Like everybody did a really good job making Brody look like the big heater that he is. Mm-hmm. Mac Mac got tagged in. He was like. Give me big guy. I want the big guy. And then it was like, oh. Maybe not. Maybe not. I learned. (laughs) No way. Guys, where are you going? Take me out. I mean, to be fair, Brody needed something after that Darby Allen feud. Yes. Because, no offense, Brody King at his size and Darby Allen at his size, Brody should be using him as a toothpick. Well, I mean, he started off using him as a toothpick, but yeah, it did not. But... It that that feud didn't end doing it Brody any real big favors. No, Brody should have choke slammed uh, Darby through the casket in the casket match to just definitively end it. But instead, <laughs> it turned into no. Darby choked him out, and he fell into a casket, and then Darby closed the lid and kind of killed his push for a little bit. But no, this was this, this is what House of Black kind of needed to get back on track because they they their biggest problem is like they can cut a good promo, they can get the fans to love like a backstage segment or popping into a ring. But when it came to the wrestling part of it, it was really lacking. This kind of put them back on the on where they needed to be yeah and hopefully going forward they can stay on this course and i just want to so rock you were saying buddy matthews is there i want to give him an award because finally someone just decimated the young bucks trying to do a melter driver (laughs) when buddy hit that knee oh yeah and sent whichever jackson it was back to calabasas that was nick oh shit that when he hit that, I was just like, "Oh, oh, we're doing this." Okay, I'm here for it. I was surprised the House of Black won. Yeah, I mean, i I expected I expected the Elite to kind of hold the titles a little bit longer than they did, considering they won it at the last pay per view. No, they or no, they won um in January. The best of seven. Yeah, that's what it was. So they had it for about seven weeks, six seven weeks. That was it. Well, to be fair. The biggest thing they did with the trio's titles after that was face AR Fox and Top Flight. Flight. What, what do you do with the Elite now? Hmm. I don't know if if you extend this by you know having like one on one matches with the House of Black versus the Elite members, leading to another trio thing. Because they did something on commentary with uh, Don Callis where he was saying essentially like, "Oh, you can't have a game plan for House of Black." So I don't know if they're going to play into more like, "Okay, we were unprepared for this. We thought." We don't need to, you know, we can't prep for these guys building to something else. But then again, I don't know if you really want to hang on to this until end of May. Well, I mean, I you could have it. Is there like a dynamite special coming up between the probably. between now and then? Probably. There's probably the, the same Patrick something There's like a, a winter is coming esque sort of dynamite. Yeah, that Saint they Patrick, could do it there on St. Patrick's Day one and. Well, St. Patrick's Day is like next week, so 
Yeah, it'll it'll probably be Battle of the Belts they got coming up. They, yeah. they can they come with all the things. Because Fight for the Fallen is usually summer, I believe, right? Yeah, the two of them are back to back. Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest are back to back. They'll figure out something. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll. They don't have to wait till no. You till put the next pay per view. They can. They can do it on a Dynamite special for sure. Yeah, they could. They could put it as a Dynamite main event because you're gonna need some going forward. And but you look at them, it's like the leader. Like, okay, well, they really didn't care about this feud. They just sort of hemmed and hauled into it. And then yeah. it's like, well, there's the word. Is Kenny really full into this? And the Bucks full into it? Like, I don't know who I want to see them fight because Bucks have been champs for everything. They've been there, done that. Is Kenny going back for a singles run? Because they all, the whole point of the trio's belt was for the elite. That's why they made them, to do something. They were supposed to be the champs. It's just sort of been very underwhelming with them. But But you've got all these other trios that are coming up, like, you know the the uh, Lucha Bros and Mark Briscoe. Even though weren't the Lucha Bros with Pac before? Well, I think that was just a one off for. But the they pre-show. were commenting. But they were commenting on the pre show of like, oh, this trio. It may be because Pac has visa issues or is not coming over because his family's overseas, and I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We'll we'll see where it goes. But the, yes, the House of Black are your new trios champions, and I do have to say, I, one tiny moment in this match I really loved. Hmm was when they teased that spot of Julia on the apron. Oh, yeah. And Kenny hits her with the V-trigger. And then he just kind of is like, eh. he lo- Yeah, he looks at her and just goes, eh. Because I mean, normally she... it's like someone gets hit, and you, you know, a female gets hit, and it's like, oh my god, I didn't mean to. He looked at her and was like, you were on the apron. Well, he, and I mean, well, he, warned he, did her. That. he did that at first. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 get down. It's dangerous. You shouldn't be up here. And then need her anyway. And he's like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> He, he he warned her. So it was like he, he is no like I, I told you, and well, shit happened. So here we are. Whoops. Yeah. All right. So now we get to it, the women's match, yeah. which was felt rushed. It was, it was Jimmy Hader defending against Soraya and Ruby Soho for the AEW Women's Championship. It, well, it it was fine, but rushed. Everything felt really rushed with it. Did it? Did it, I mean? Was it? Did it feel rushed because it was very fast paced? Or did it feel rushed because they rushed it? Like, I thought it was like a really fast paced match. And I think part of that was because they did a lot of, they did a lot of stuff involving everybody at the same time versus your traditional, like, throw one person out of the ring, have the other two do some stuff and then switch it up periodically through the, through the match. Whereas this one had a lot of like back and forth a lot with all three of them at the same time. Yeah. It may have been that, but I, I don't know. Maybe I've, Thought it could have gone longer. I, that's what, more what I was expecting. I figured a longer match out of them. That's fair. Because they, they got th- they got ten minutes. It was like yeah, yeah, they they could have they could have had another three to five easily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it would have fit. It, that's why I felt rush is like oh, I'm getting into it, and then it's over. And maybe part of that was because they went so fast, and they might have had they might have had more time, and they just kind of yeah. I, I think in any other situation, this match probably would have been a little bit longer. They would have had a little more to do, but uh, also, because of because of the way things were, here we are. It was what it was. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you have a serious neck injury and you've been out of action because of a neck injury, do not take a bump on concrete. Yeah. That that or, the, been... or that Saido that 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 too. But I, I was more <laughs> the concrete for me that did it. Mm-hmm. Like, but she wants to prove she's back. That's great. That's great. Be smart. Use your yeah. brain, because your neck is bad. 
use your brain. Don't take bumps on concrete. It's not worth. Do you want to be? Do you want to be back quickly, or do you want to be back for a while? Yeah. Now, when it comes to a three-way match, this is typically non no disqualification, right? That is what they said. Okay. Why are they distracting the ref to do things? Wrestling tropes. I know, but I'm just saying when when even the announcers are stressing this is a no DQ match. And then you have, like, Tony Storm jump up on the apron so that they can do an illegal move. And then Britt jumping up on the apron to do an illegal move. It's just like, guys, what the hell? Just just do the damn move. And then there were, I think Britt threw an actual punch or something. And I guess Tony Q is fine. That's when they mentioned it. Struck another, <laughs> struck another person. And in that's my when head, they I mentioned like, it. Wait! Oh, yes! It's a triple threat. Never mind. Yeah. So Jamie retained. And this ending felt flat. Like, I understand the, the being able to pull off, like, a crucifix really quickly and get that three count. Sweet. With the way this match was building and the way that, you know, you wanted to see it, it it felt really kind of bland to have it like, oh, she won with almost a roll-up. Especially if you, like, look at the match overall. It was, like, fast-paced, hard-hitting and then it kind of ended the way it did. I kind of thought there would be a little bit more definitive. Mm-hmm. And then after the match happened. <laughs> then after the match indeed happened. Ruby looked like she was going to stick up for, for Britt and, and Jamie. And then it was like, nah. She goes on to attack, attacks both women, leaves them laying, joins Soraya, joins Tony Storm. They got out the green paint. They made their L's. Ruby's now joining the Outsiders. I need to hear her reason. Because if this was like she always meant to join them, why did she spend all match beating the shit out of Soraya? Yeah. If it was, you know, they make really good points. I've been, you know, like time in, time in. I can't, you know, get opportunities here. So by God, I'm going to tear it down. Then it was like, yeah, then why did... Why did you have an entire match? If it was something like after the match, I, like at that point, I realized I needed to join. I might feel a little bit better about it because it's like, okay, in the spur of the moment, you made your decision. But I need to hear why she did it. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm just going to be like, you're joining with them after you beat the shit out of her for 10 minutes. This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And also, this means yet another heel has a catchy song that the fans love. What the company so, does. Yeah, you've got Judas... You've got this. You've got what the hell? <laughs> you need like Ruby need like she already debuted the new look. She needs a new song, even though we've already had someone else get a new song at this pay per view, apparently. Or that could have just been for the pay per view. The look? No, the song. The new song. Oh, yeah. It, More I, on it, that later. <laughs> it, well, coming up next. Uh, yeah, it may have been just for that, but because I know there are people that were like, "Oh, I loved his old, uh, I loved his original." The new one I'm, does still fit him, but it just seems a little bit off. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of of the old one too. Yeah, hundred percent. But and, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think this one, I don't think this one is is new music because I think he came out to something else last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he on 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 Dynamite had different music. Yeah, which is concerning. Uh, maybe something happened with the one that he was using because I know that it's not a an AEW original song. It's not. No. Interesting. It's like if you if you look if you look it up on the internet, it's like a the original is just like a one minute, almost looks like a seems like it's like a royalty free sort of one minute little ditty that some dude put out on the internet and Hangman was using it and they edited it to make it longer. 
but it's not an it's not like if you look up Hangman Page's theme song, it doesn't have all of the AEW banners around it because it's not an AEW song. Interesting. Interesting. Um, speaking of, speaking <laughs> of, yeah, I was googling. I was trying to read something. It's called it. Ghost Town Triumph, and the headline goes: Adam Page wrote and recorded his own AEW theme song. That is the headline I saw. So okay. I don't know how true it is or not, but that's the headline. Um, which I doubt he did. Uh, but it is the next matchup. It is the Texas Death Match: Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. Three minutes in, we got some blood, but before that, Hangman had the Fiend's red lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and came out to Ghost Riders. Yeah, the song was the problem. I think he came out to the red light, and like Rob said, I have a feeling some fans in the crowd got triggered. Like, oh shit, are we going to fight this whole thing in red light? I mean, it's good. I don't, I, the red light does not fit him at all. It just, it no. was awkward. It was just awkward. Bad production on that. It was. No, no, bad production is what happened during the match. Okay. It was a when choice. You, it was you a got choice. To see, when you got to see John gig himself in again, the corner. Again, it's not the first time. It's not the oh, last I time. Know, but it, why is it on camera? Because they don't do quick camera cuts, and they need to be smarter about it. This is why WWE goes through production and has all these things, and they plan out their matches so they know when to cut away from things like that. Also, and I know this is the trope that everyone's talking about right now, but this match is a perfect example of it. If John doesn't bleed every week on Dynamite and gets busted open in this match, it means a lot more. I mean, did you hear Excalibur? Yeah, they made the joke. That was hilarious, but it's kind of bad when your own announce team makes the joke. Yeah, it's, I mean... Don't become the meme. There was the joke that, you know, Moxley was going to trip on his entrance and get busted open. It's just, it's gotten to the point, and, and here's the other problem is, in this match, you had Moxley, who blades himself and is just, you know, raining down blood. And then you have Paige, who gets, you know, stabbed with the fork that Moxley had in his in his uh, boot. Which, by the way, getting spray on Moxley's chest by stabbing him, not a great sight. No. But it's part but of your diverse wrestling. I understand that. The, the part that gets me is the fact that Paige was busted open for about three minutes and then nothing. Well, that happened to him the last time he bled. Yeah, but it, like it, he's he's not he's not taking he's not taking his uh whatever the heck it is that makes you that thins your blood blood thinners. Yeah, or, or whatever or, aspirin. Aspirin's the word I'm looking for. He's not taking his aspirin. Moxley's not cutting him well enough. He's to give him that superficial cut that gets you know just that little bit of spray, but not much. Although I will say that. There was a bit of Hangman Page left in this match, if you looked at the chair. Yes. When he went headfirst into that barbed wire chair, there's a picture I saw where you can see, like, a decent chunk of Hangman's hair hanging from it. <laughs> Whoops. I liked how they used the, the the bricks. That was good. That was different. That was cool. Yeah. They yeah, did the- They did some... They did some different things in this match that I've never seen before, which is always, always something that is a pleasant surprise in wrestling. Yeah, I have a question. Hmm. Why did Hangman wrap himself in barbed wire to do the moonsault? That's going to hurt you more. Because he watched Terry Funk and McFoley tapes. I don't know. It's what they did. <laughs> it's what they did. I don't know. I get it. It was just like... And then when he tried to wrap his leg with the barbed wire to do, like, the kick, and it just took him forever. Yeah. And then he was walking around holding it, and it looked funny. <laughs> I would have... 
some things work really great in theory. Yep. And sometimes they don't. It, you know, it's a, it's a process. It, it happens. It, it, in fact, happens. What I know screams babyface is when the babyface is screaming at the other the other guy going die. <laughs> that that screams babyface. Yeah. I thought it just screamed Texas Deathmatch. Yeah, maybe all all heel baby face tweener tropes are out the door because it's a Texas death match, guys. It, it, it's Texas death. It's real cowboy shit. Um, <laughs> Mox tapped. Interesting. Well, I mean, you can get away with here. Yeah. Well, in that situation and how they kind of built up to it and how they justified it, it made sense. It made sense. It just. It's like I, you could have gone for more the visual. He passed out, but I guess you don't want to do the hanging reference. But yeah, yeah. With, with this, it was more a thing of self survival. Of like, Moxley knew he was done if yeah. he didn't tap. Also, um, and to the, the sense of urgency that he had on his face while he was tapping. Yeah, not, like, not the not the sense of urgency he had going into the barbed wire board, though. No, that was a delayed reaction. <laughs> Also, to the three or four fans in the crowd that were starting to sing the Seth Rollins song after Moxley pulled out the curb stomp, thank you. <laughs> I just love, he pulls out the curb stomp and you hear, like, a couple people, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, thank uh, you. that was good. That was good. Thank you so much. It's, it's over. That that song is over. Yeah, but honestly, in this whole thing, Hangman, and we talked about this on Saturday, on CV Radio, Hangman needed this match. Yep, 100%. He absolutely needed to come, and he needed to come out of this looking not strong, but like, tough. Yeah, I I thought he did, because, I mean, he put his body through quite a bit of crap, and and so did Moxley. <laughs> yeah. He put his body through. They, well, I, yeah, I mean, but he everybody knows that he was going to do that anyway. So well, I meant Moxley put Paige's body through crap. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, so I asked the question. Paige's, Paige's body seen some shit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some cowboy shit. So, <laughs> so what do you now do with Adam Page? What's next for him? Is he the next contender? I, I wouldn't, only because I have a feeling whoever the next contender is for the, for the AEW title, I don't think it's going to win it. And I have a feeling if you if you direct Paige that way, it's not really going to help him. I think you can delay him a bit and have him go after um, Claudio, considering like the Blackpool Combat Club beat the shit out of the Dark Order and their buddies. But that's na- but Claudio's now being positioned as the in ROH, and we're moving in that direction because you're that's that's what I was going to say. The the thing is, is with Claudio and with Wheeler, you're now starting to do the Ring of Honor tapings, and so they're going to get pulled in that direction, and Claudio's going to have uh, uh, someone occupying his time who's now, you know, a Ring of Honor person, apparently. Mm. I, I just, it, you look at it, you're going to have a bunch of people, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, Adam Page, Pages of the World, without opponents that you need to find good heels for. So they have something to do. I mean, Roosh is sitting out there. So it's great. So is Andrade. So is Miro. And so are a bunch of Andrade other Andrade is not out there. He's out there. He works for this company. No, but he... he but but in Roosh's case, he's out there to actually show up and fight. <laughs> I, I was saying you can get other people back into the... Oh, yes. You have more room opportunities because they're heels that they could work and they could do stuff with. But who knows? Anyway, up next, TNT title. Samoa Joe, Wardlow. Nine months ago, Wardlow was the biggest babyface in AEW. 
I, I think he's cool. Yeah. They had something. They cool. They cut his off. momentum just like they cut his hair. War- okay, Wardlow now is emblematic of what he has become. He is a bland-looking wrestler. From the gear, to his haircut, to everything, he looks like just another guy. And that's how he's being treated. And putting the TNT title back on him, where we've been there, done that, watched him just in the background with it. They've they've got to be giving the title to to Hobbs here, right? You don't change it in four four days, three days, that, no. Yeah, that's the only thing that... If they're going, yeah, if they're going to give it to Hobbs, it doesn't, it didn't make sense that they gave it to Wardlow. That was my point I was arguing on Saturday. It's like, short of, short of the fact that giving Wardlow the win over Joe gives you that, like, feud ending babyface wins over the heel story. Um, but you, but I don't want to, I don't want to play hot potato with, with the TNT title. Especially in three more, days. More than it's already been. But yeah. you, you, you could, the title could change, but not in three days, and now you've killed Wardlow a second time. With the three. Exactly. He's your monster, and he's dead in well, three days. But here's the, here's the problem. In the way that they did the match on, on Sunday, he wasn't a monster. Joe worked his ass over. Mocked the, yeah, the, he, mocked the sympathy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, and here's the other thing. The whole haircut stuff would have been would have meant a whole lot more if we knew about it before it happened. Yeah, yeah. Because all we know is okay, Joe cut his hair, and it was and normally it was just like okay, that's just a heel move. He has a man bun, he cut it, ha ha. Then all of a sudden we get this story about you know oh my dad had cancer and you know this was the last thing that I was gonna lose. And it know, took it took a month his it, hair. It took a month to get there too. Yeah, and it was just like. Okay, so that's why this happened, but I already forgot like what the what really happened, and now it's like okay, now you're retroactively adding this to be like oh yeah, no, this was the important part. It made no sense, and then like I said, he just looks bland. He got worked over by Joe, ended up pulling out Joe's own move to beat him, and was just like he feels like an absolute shell of what you wanted to do with this. Mm-hmm. They spent nine to twelve months building it with MJF and everything like there. They teased, they teased, they teased and they got to the point, they made them, and then MJF killed it on a promo cutting, no-selling everything he did, and then they put more low in matches that he did not need to be in with guys he shouldn't be in the ring with in, in extended programs, and it just died. Yep, which is too bad. And people will, will go, well, he's still over, but he's not over. The way he should I mean, be. He's over, but nowhere near to the point that he was before. He was, he was had breakout potential. Yeah, you had lightning in a bottle, and you you didn't put the cap on it because you you booked yourself. What the moment that it all went wrong for him? I don't want to be in for the world, the interim world title. I want to be, you know, I'm not going to fight for that. It was like, you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Who would not want to be a world champion? Absolutely. Like, you know what? I don't want the world championship. I'm going to fight for the cruiserweight title. The fuck you just say? Because, like, they, they, I understand why they did what they did. Because eventually Punk was going to come back and they didn't want to do Punk and Warlow in any fashion. I get it. Understand where they were coming. But here's the thing. But it, it did not work. It, it you you still should put the guy in because now you're just beating. You beat him already. You could have beat him. You could have did a smaz, whatever. Well, 
And, and I get what you mean by, like, you don't want to put him against Punk. But at the same time, why wouldn't you? You put two of your biggest names against one another. Too early. Yeah. Get a too... lot of eyes. And I get it would be, okay, we don't want one to have to go over on the other. Because here, here here's why. Punk already did that to somebody. And we saw how that played out for that guy's career. So yeah. I get it. It didn't feed him anymore. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but no, but, that, but no. If you look at it, because they're they, like it or not, Ryback was in the same spot. Spot Wardlow was rising hot star. He was he should have been in that position, and he got cooled off, and legs got chopped out. Wardlow's now, having the same thing. Now, to be fair, um, Wardlow is an actual professional wrestler. But <laughs> but crowd momentum and everything that was being built. Yeah. Oh, true. Legs were chopped out. No, and I and I I absolutely understand that. I just think also AEW really has an aversion of wanting to put their top stars against one another because they don't want their top guys to take losses. Mm-hmm. That is a hundred percent what they do, and it it that's shows why, in the programming. That's why, like Daniel Bryan and MJF, is such a very rare occurrence. Is because you know if someone's gonna have someone's gonna have to take a loss. Someone will absolutely need to, and as much as people will complain about 50-50 booking, at least you get to see top guys facing top guys. Whereas, in you know, as, as you referenced, there's times on TV when you look at things and you go instantly, I know this person's going to win. Yeah. Because they're the bigger name, they need, you know, they're on a trajectory, and the other person, they're getting there, but it's just not going to happen. That's, that's a lot of the problems they have. Anyway, Warlow's TNT champion. Woot. See where it goes? Hobbs, again. I mean, to be fair, they're doing something with the TNT title as opposed to what they're doing with the TBS title. Well, there, there's reasons for that, and maybe eventually we'll figure that part out if people get, get healthy that, but that's for another day and another time. All right, let's listen up. It's your four-way for the AEW World Tag Team titles, the Guns, the Acclaimed, Triple J, and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. The Orange Cassidy finally got new clothes. They're black. He got the pay-per-view gear. Three three years and four years of being on TV in AW finally changed his look once. I, I mean, cool. Um, this was some thing. It was entertaining. It made it work. It. I mean, it hit all the beats that I expected it to. I didn't expect much, so it delivered. Champs retained. And the cr- the crowd when the match finished. Hmm. Not a great sign. Well, it's the guns. What do you expect? <laughs> well, I just love it because I would expect, you know, like, not a Dominic Mysterio-style response, but it's like, okay, I'd expect the fans to, like, boo a little bit. It went one, two, three crickets. There was no reaction. There was a reaction for what happened afterwards, though. Yeah. Well, say yeah. Yeah. FTR is back. <laughs> Um, one of them, was it Dax again? Yeah, Dax Harwood got busted open somehow. Somehow. This is like the fifth person that got busted open during this pay-per-view, and it was during a run-in. I mean, his was at least hard way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that it's like Christian gets busted open in his match. I can see how that happens. You know, the, the death match had, you know, blood galore, and then you just have Dax who's running down. Gets busted open on the first move. Listen, it happens. <laughs> Things happen. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. It, it just happens. To be fair, if if FTR is back to take the belts off of the guns, I am absolutely here for it. I think that's yep. the play. Yeah, I I understand. I'm just 
you know, they, they had the run with everyone else's title, and you had the guns, of course, making fun of them. Yeah, let FTR have the belts. I know that for some people also on this network, they may rather want to watch paint dry than FTR get the belts, but what? honestly... What <clears throat> one of our other co-hosts does not like FTR. Oh, but, but here, here, just go. But here, we're interrupting. Here's the point because you, you just made the point, you know, a few minutes ago. So FTR is back to take off the belts of a who? The guns. Who are not a top back? No, they are not top guys. They're not top guys. So FTR is not coming back to beat the acclaimed. They're coming back to beat the guns. So again, you're you're even in your tag division. Yeah, you, that, you're you're reverting with, star with big the, star matchups. With the build for this match, I'd even reference the fact of like the acclaimed were probably the biggest names in this. No offense to Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, who have their own histories, but it's like as a tag team, mm-hmm. not really a lineage. And when this company was built on the fact of, like, we're going to have the best tag team division in all of wrestling, and this was your tag team title match, really kind of felt weird. Yeah, but here we are. So Guns are going to lose the belts to FTR, and FTR will then feud with someone. Maybe they'll face the Bucks. Finally? Yeah. We'll get that Bucks FTR, too. We'll see. All right. Main event, AEW World Title 60-minute or so Iron Man match. MJF and Brian Danielson. This was good could say great i'd say very good mjf yelling about melter stars and awards early on when he's just walking around the ring am i gonna lose a star am i not gonna win the best the brian danielson the daniel best, bryan award yeah yeah the brian danielson best wrestler of the year award i yeah. I, I, I got a kick out of that this was good and very good it was enjoyable it was long for an Iron Man match, it was well done. Uh, it was paced better than I thought it was going to. I mean, the first five minutes, of course, are going to be a feeling out process and everything, but at least it kind of moved through a little bit better than other Iron Man matches that we've seen. Yes. It dra- there are points it dragged because you're just buying time. Well, I mean, it, that's... You can't avoid that in a 60-minute match, no, I don't think. No, you can't, no. because unless you're going to do 17 falls, you you really And if you can't. do 17 falls in an Iron Man match, why? But you get my point. You're just you're just right. buying time and you have the, yeah. in here. Brian got up one fall about 25 minutes in. That was up two falls because MGF decided to go for a low blow. MGF would get two falls in a row, almost a third. This allowed the announcers to finally learn how to count. Um, oh, God. The announcers were even... Everyone was confused about that stretch. Mm-hmm. When it was the DQ and the two falls by MJF because they had to be like, wait, wait, so so wait, you have to explain this. So MJF got disqualified, so Brian went up 2 nothing, but then we got the pinfall, so I guess it's 2-2 two, two now. And why they had to over-explain it was that when they were trying to do the graphic, the graphic was very slow in trying to keep up with the count. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So it was a little bit bad production. It was like, oh, it's 2 nothing, And then he explains it's like 2-2. Two, two, and it's like, oh, um, I want to update the graphic because the graphic is wrong because they quickly got it off the screen. Um, MGF got up to 3-2. to two. Brian got the regal stretch on to make it 3-3. Three, three. Nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're battling for the final fall. And MGF is struggling and struggling and struggling. At the very end to hang on. He taps. But after the bell. During the match, the... When he has the, was it, salt of the earth in? Yep. And Brian is reaching for the ropes, and he decides that he's going to Lance Storm the shit out of him. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to grab this arm, and I'm going to grab your leg here. Yeah. And it was like, Brian had, like, 
his big toe that he could use to try and get to the ropes. And being Brian Danielson, of course he was able to. But it was one of those moments where it was like, ah, MJF is actually kind of smart. Mm-hmm. We, we also learned a lot about drinking water during match. Taz hates it. There's <laughs> like four times he went and got a bottle of water. It's it's go, it's going to tire you. You're drinking all that water. It's not going to help you. It's going to tire you out. It's going to make your belly full. And blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, he didn't. He didn't drink most of that water. He t- and then dumped the rest on himself and people in the front row. But oh, the, the poor oh, little kid. All the, oh, that little too. Kid. <laughs> okay, so there, there's a lot to that story, and that that kid was really upset. Um, he had to be consoled. Um, Amanda Huber he got had merch. A, he got merch. Amanda Huber would end up sitting with help sitting with the family and the kid and everything to, to, to make sure he was good. Was it tequila that got thrown in his face, or was it just water? It was just water. It was he grabbed. Okay. He grabbed the wow. drink off of the mom. It was a clear liquid. It was a clear liquid, but they because the Twitter was saying tequila and stuff, and made it even more. Let me just say, if it was tequila, then I have bigger issues with the fact that his mom was holding it. Yeah, but it, still. So- this kid was very upset, had being consoled and everything, and he got taken backstage and then brought back out, and yeah. They did a table spot, too, in this match, which was interesting. Um, this, okay, this is the part of the Iron Man match that, so there were parts within this match that were cut and paste of MJF versus John Moxley. The whole, like, injuring the knee and carrying it through the match, and like, oh, he does the move off of the, or he did, like, the, um... The aside the, insult? The jumping... No, he, well, yeah, he did the assigned moonsault, which first injured it, and then he did the jumping tombstone into the table that oh, yeah. further injured it, and it was that exact same spot happened in the match where he won the title. Like, they just cut and paste those exact moves back into this, which I guess is part of the problem when you only have one match of record for the year. <laughs> MJF walked out with a record of 1-0. I mean, also, if you have to do... 60 minutes worth of wrestling and you have to use some stuff that you have used before it helps if you had some things going on in between so it's less obvious yeah so it hit 60 he tapped matches over everyone's booing boo boo mjf is medical staff runs out the medical staff is out to give him oxygen oxygen tanks <laughs> good lord they, the over dramatic stuff for that that was good though I love the fact that, like, Brian is getting up, and he's, like, ready to go, and there's MJF, like, dead to the world, getting oxygen. Get the smelling salts. <laughs> They're one step away from having a defibrillator. <laughs> Clear! <laughs> All right, he's ready to go. And then Tony Schiavone gets the biggest news of his life. He's so <laughs> happy. where we find out that Tony Schiavone is the favorite. He's so giddy. They're like, what, what, what? And they're like, don't worry, I'm going to go out there. And, just, just, and he runs runs behind down there to tell, you know, Roberts and, and, the, and, and Rumsberg, I think. Yeah, yeah. That Tony Khan is not going to allow this match to end like this. So Tony Khan is now making it sudden death for the AEW World Championship. Okay, this was Royal Rumble 2013. Vince walking down after The Rock was laid out. No, no, no. We're not allowing this shit to end like this. We're restarting the match. We're restarting the match. And we we go for things, and then MJF is trying to cheat. He gets the belt. He grabs the belt, and it's like, and the ref's like, go. Do it. That was the best part. I like that. Do it. 
hit him. Go I'll ahead. disqualify your ass. Let's do it. And he's like, just fine. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that realization on MJF's face of like, shit. Well, that's not going to work. Tried. He tried to use the ring and backfired on him a little bit. Um, yeah, Remsburg just sliding it off his hand while he's in a submission was another good moment. That was a good moment. <laughs> I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this away from you, and you, you're you just going to have to deal with it. And here we are. Um, and then he gets to the outside, gets dumped out or whatever, and he's on the outside. He gets the oxygen, whacks Brian in the head with it, with which Remsburg did not see because he was out of position and did not see it. And the announcer's like, well, it could have been a punch. It could have been this. The referee couldn't see it because he just didn't see it. <laughs> Apparently, Bryce Ramsberg works for production. And then they go for the near spot of him going to pass out. And there's like, okay, that's it. And then, no, his hand comes up. And then it's not to be. Brian would eventually tap out to MJF. He had no more to give. He tapped. I mean, I was surprised the sudden death went as long as it did. It went, what, five minutes or so? Yeah, I kind of, like... Usually, when they do a sudden death angle, on, a, especially in an Iron Man match, it's like, sudden death is happening, and then like 30 seconds to a minute later, it's over. Well, I mean, MGF got oxygen. He has a second wind, or fifth wind, or tenth <laughs> wind, or whatever. He, he, he would have gotten that extra bottle of water to, you know, like, revitalize his health. Yes, maybe one of the, maybe one of the bottles of water had Michael's secret stuff in it. He, he found he found a turkey leg, like in all those, you know, NES games, and ate it for a little bit of extra. So MGF's still your world champion. Brian is now defeated and eats something to do. Uh, Brian, again, has gotten to the championship match and lost. He's another babyface who needs a heel to do something with. A lot in that company. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll turn back heel. Who knows? I mean, the the his, Cesaro and um or Claudio Dude, are they're they're or, kind of being dicks. Yeah, maybe they'll get Mox and him to to join with them. But yeah, so the Blackpool Combat Club both tapped. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting on that one. Um, I do have to say the there was a little moment at the very beginning of the uh, um Iron Man match that was kind of fun hmm. that the camera caught. Brian was in the corner. I think it was when MJF was first walking out. Oh, by the way, MJF got the uh, the special entrance. Yes. But, but production fucked up on the microphones. Yes. So he gets this, like, gothic orchestra to, like, play his music, or at least what was supposed to be his music. We could barely hear it. And then he comes out with the devil mask, of course. Yeah. But, um... In the ring, when MJF was coming to the ring, uh, Brian was sitting there with Justin Roberts, mm-hmm. and... He goes and I he he like lightly tugs on the um tie on the top yeah the bow tie of Justin Roberts <laughs> and he, Roberts give a look like oh shit <laughs> and Brian kind of like winked at him it was That's... just one of those like real pass away kind of moments but it was like oh I see what you did there oh I didn't catch that yeah mm-hmm. that's great that. that's good overall good <laughs> just Roberts like no 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 not now not now not now overall it's a good show yeah yeah. Overall, I think it was good. Do I think it was, as some people have said, best pay-per-view like of the past two years? No. I, I would say it was the best pay-per-view that happened on March 5th, 2023 in wrestling. <laughs> it's the best pay-per-view of this year for AEW. It's the best revolution pay-per-view of 2023. Yeah. I, I, think, that's, I think that a number of the matches were entertaining. Again, I think AEW needs to look a little bit more at their production value because I think in some spaces it could help and it won't pull you out of a match. Ooh, speaking of production, 
Did uh-huh. anybody else notice they like there was one camera during the women's match that was of substantially higher quality than the rest of them? Oh yeah, what was it the one that uh I don't know, they were in the crowd and it got like super high definition for one specific camera. Okay. Like oh. it, it was it was almost like it was almost like that like 8K camera that WWE used to use for the entrances. Oh yeah. It just, okay, so, for some reason, I was watching, then I was just like, the quality just, like, went super high. Now it's back to normal. Oh, this camera's super high again. It was weird. I, I guess it's good that that wasn't the one that Tony Storm broke then. <laughs> I don't think they would have let her break that one. Whoops. So, Brian. Yes. How we do? Oh, housekeeping. Okay. So... We had nine entries into our pick'em from across the network. Uh, in ninth place was was Rob going one and eight. I mean, he he kind of he kind of made his picks on the spot though. He he got the he got the pre-show match. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, was it. I mean, you, you, you try. Um, it it was not a good night for our AEW expert. She she had a little bit of a of a hiccup on this so in eighth place is Lindsay. sometimes the experts are wrong yes yeah, you know what she picked the way it should have been done that's what it was yeah, yeah. Just didn't listen to her yeah. <laughs> um in fifth place going five and four so just a shade over 500 we have i'm gonna announce this in correct order uh the wheel and then rocking keishi yeah yeah uh, I mean, it, it's better than my wrestling. It's better than my wrestling win loss record. Um, in second place, can't believe I'm about to say this. The eight ball. Good job, eight ball. Sub- Subway and myself at six and three. There you go. Good quality eight ball shaking. And then this could be a little dubious, but I know due to a power outage, I did not get them until today. In first place, <laughs> going nine and zero, oh, jobber. Not there's no dubious in that one. I can tell I you. Know. Th- I know he had it beforehand. I didn't get them until after the show. It was just funny that like you sent me the picks and I looked and I was like, "Oh shit, he picked everyone right." Nice, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. So for Brand, just so there's no dubious thing there. There's your timestamp. I know. I didn't think he say there's a like time. I said it was just it was just funny that it just so had. Oh god, he had the guns. Lol. <laughs> he needs to burn in hell for that. <laughs> I know. Well, no, it's the it was the longest running thing for a while because we have our uh, AEW fantasy. Oh, and okay. Him, him and I are on the same team, and he always has the strategy of like picking analytics. And the guns for the longest time were undefeated. That's fair. So it was just one of those things of like for the longest time he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pick the guns because they never lose because they never lost on you know dark and dark elevation. Right. God's sake, they've won at this pay-per-view, so it's an <laughs> asshole. And you yelled at me when I put the one of the guns, Austin gun, high on a tier list. Yes, because he doesn't deserve to be up there. He is not an A talent. But he is an A tag team champion. My point was proven. I hate you so much, Rock. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> and here we are. And that's it. We're done. This has been CBRO Not So Live, live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network for AEW Revolution. We talked all about it. Hope you enjoyed, because that, that's what we, we did. Anyway, this is where Casey plug your stuff. Uh, yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleDriver. Uh, there's a link in the description of those to my Redbubble merch store. 
if you feel like taking a peruse and buying a shirt or whatever else you find that you might like, uh, much appreciated. Otherwise, see me push local indie wrestling in my region on my socials. And eventually he'll be back on Sundays. Eventually. Um, I can tell you right now if we have a show on the 26th, I can preview WrestleMania. And then I could be here the week after WrestleMania. <laughs> cool. And then through the and then theoretically through the summer. There you go. Until until the Great White North freezes again and rocks slide on them. There you go. So he'll be back. So he'll be here for our WrestleMania preview on Russell Talk Radio. So there you go. That's more Casey, and he'll probably be back in, on Memorial Day here in the states with us because that's the next time we do it. See, we're not so live live. Because he'll probably watch the AW pay-per-view and he'll want to talk about it. So he'll be here. I'm around. He's around. He plays Fortnite now with us, too. So Yeah. Right. Yes, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make up for the lack of being available on Sunday. There you go. Anyway, Brent, plug your stuff. So you can find me on Twitter at KaneKittens, where I tend to make friends and make comments about pay-per-views as they go on, or... Uh, weekly television shows when I see things like four referees running into the ring to hold a ladder. Um, you can also find me on Saturdays on CB Radio with the Interns Corner and also um, reading names for the tournaments that we do with the Greater Than Great Debate. Oh, and Rock, speaking of Saturday, don't forget, we're going to go in through a time warp this Saturday. It won't matter as much anymore because we'll be basically done by the time it happens. True, fair enough. It's just going to screw up my timing of, wait, when does this start? Because, of course, my time doesn't change. It's just a matter of how it reflects on me. The new time slot for CB Radio will now make those nights easier. Yay. Midnight-ish-ish. Yay. Anyway, (laughs) programming. The Racks, live, Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Fortnite with Friends, Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Followed by CB Radio, live, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, it's WTR Sunday Night, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Raw Post Show, every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. On Twitter, at Wild Talk Radio, and on Instagram, too. We're, we're back on there. Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account, Prime Gaming, hit the purple button. Subscribe, support, do the thing. Support by using supporter credit code Rocketsack at the Fortnite item shop. New season of Fortnite starts on Thursday. Get your battle passes. Use the code, hashtag EpicPartner. All the, all the things so we'll see you for CBR live Saturday 11.30pm Eastern and back for the next AEW pay-per-view with Not So Live live Memorial Day or around there I think it's Memorial Day we'll figure it yeah, out yeah we'll probably do it Memorial Day what day What day is Memorial Day is that May 20th 22nd 29th oh okay I think it's the 29th let me see. We 29th. Monday, May we 29th. We don't have it up here, so. So, yeah. The 29th of May. Back with more Seabrew Nuts Alive. Super Casey and Brent. I'm so rocking. We'll see you more programming all week long. Along the airwaves. Oh, yeah. One more thing. More content coming to Twitch. Because there's a brand new video game coming. <laughs> all right. So, more content. Yay. Anyway, see you all week long along the airwaves on the Wild Talk Radio Network.